I am Chalky van der Merwe, admin clerk of ADG CrossFit and Bubiji Karate. I'm also known as the Castle Light King. My skills include remembering one-liners from movies and lifting more than most girls at the gym. Nick Chalmers, coach at ATG CrossFit, karate instructor at Bubishi Karate, possible vampire and master of dad jokes. Hi, I'm Kyle Chalmers, vertically challenged and horizontally encouraged head coach of ATG CrossFit. And you're listening to Gym Owner Jams. Welcome to our sixth episode of Gym Owner Jams. We, as you can see, we have a different setting this week. We decided to bring it into the gym as employees are allowed to go back to work. We are joined by one of our members, uh, Jonathan Morcom. Jonathan started his own podcast, the Not ATG podcast. Uh, Jonathan, we're curious to know uh, why you think yours is better than ours. Oh, well, first of all, I just want to thank you for this unprompted invite to your podcast. <laughs> um, I don't know, my podcast hasn't taken off just yet, but I've got star guests lined up send their uh, people emails, so they just have to get back to me. It's been about a month, but uh, <laughs> uh, so, you know, I'm suspecting that to reply anytime soon. And uh, then one thing to the next, in becoming a CrossFit influencer, I mean, as things are going, I mean, CrossFit Games 2022 <laughs> could be on the cards, you know? Jono. I've realized that you want to be an influencer, but you can't influence your own wife to train on a regular basis. I do give her a workout most nights. So, Jono is famous for wearing a shirt in class, but not on a Zoom or online class. And he also finishes a 10 minute AMRAP in five minutes. Just tell us a bit more about that. Well, everybody knows the show taking it off gives you an extra 10%. So, I mean, I'm just giving Stripe some advice in the background. Do you enjoy this today? <laughs> you will come out on top. And uh, for the AMRAP, I mean, what, what, what can you say? So for those of you that don't know, we are doing an ATG Winter Games uh, competition, in-house competition for the month of June. So we're starting it off in week one with a little throwdown between myself and Stryker. Winter is coming. You know, we've been in many teams together, but uh, I always had to carry this guy to competitions. <laughs> and um, finally we can see who is really the best. So it's been a frustrating thing. I know what you talk about, Jono. I'm also quite uh, popular for finishing AMRAPs faster than, than others. Um, but on a more serious note, maybe just tell us well, what do you do for a living and how's your normal day-to-day -day been affected by yeah, all of this? Yeah, sure. Um, so I'm a candidate attorney at the moment after about seven years of study and then now this is my second year of being a candidate attorney. Um, so that's what I do during the day. Uh, I'm passionate about it, so sorry. <laughs> do you still go, you don't go into the office? No, I wouldn't. Um, yeah, so the, because I work for the University of Johannesburg, okay. and obviously all the campuses are closed down at the moment. Um, I think they're only going to open under stage two 
or maybe even one. Um, so you guys do pro bono work. Pro bono, that's yeah. what you do at UJA, I think. Yeah. That's what I remember. So you assist people that can't pay for, for legal fees yeah. and that sort of thing. And uh, when, when they do go back, have they given you an indication of if you're going to have like certain staff allowed to be there or is it going to be... Because obviously they mentioned that you can only have a third of the yeah. students there. Yeah. Is there any, any idea between the, the staff? Uh, the latest indication that we had was that they're going to try allow the final years back in and then just the essential staff okay. back at the university but after all the checks so uh, the COVID swaps and then um, you also need a, a letter from the university and so forth so there's quite a lot of procedures so maybe at the end of um, June we'll be able to go back officially. Um, but I have been keeping myself busy. I mean, amongst my many skills, I built a swing yesterday with my little sister. Uh, thanks for doing that. It's pretty awesome. It's it gets it gets hyped. <laughs> um, if anybody needs a woodworker, I only charge about five hundred bucks an hour. You're gonna to have to provide all the material <laughs> <laughs> and, and fix it when you've done it. But you can see, I'm, I'm actually pretty bored at the moment, to be honest with you. <laughs> so, I'm curious to know, are you build a swing over a Zoom call? For <laughs> <laughs> someone, shouldn't you be at your own house? <laughs> I'm not gonna comment on that. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, you. Uh, you, you don't seem too uh, interested or excited about this candidate to anything. What is, what is, what is the five-year plan for Jono? Across <laughs> the games. Uh, yeah, wait, well, I'm still waiting for an invite from the coach. <laughs> <laughs> because this place, pla you know, this place pla uh, pays, uh, place pays the bills. <laughs> and these guys are outside of the Ferrari. John, what you're going to realize is that there's like an, an English coach quota in this place. Yeah. It's currently being filled by three of us. Off the wiki. May I think I'll just say this. Say this. Yeah, so I mean, we need to fire the Canadian if we want to hire you. It's going to be a tough one because he's uh, more handsome than the GQ models. So yeah, he's been living in the forest though for a few weeks, so yeah. he's lost a bit of that Mike Sheen. Hmm. So we're going to have to see if we can make a transformation. We're going to have to do like a change of clothing montage and see, see if that works for him. And John, other than training and uh, candidates turning, what else, what else do you do? <laughs> As I know you want to bring it up. The, the thing that you mentioned more than people that do CrossFit say it, and there's another thing that you do that they say it to you all the time. Aren't you a, aren't you a vegetarian? Oh yes, I am a vegetarian. I do like to that Can you specify though, a vegetarian or a vegan? No, no, no. I'm, I'm a vegetarian just because I'm a coward. <laughs> I've, never, I've never liked. Um, can you say the word coward? Of course I can. Um, but yeah, no, I've been doing that for about uh, 10 years now. So, pretty sad, but it's quite enjoyable. Um, to go to conference on the dinner table. <laughs> 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 people feel guilty. <laughs> no, no, no. I, I, like, I do it for ethical reasons, but um, yeah. 
take and a normal you, diet. Obviously, you started CrossFit what about two years ago. Yeah. You don't. I mean, do you need to prop up your protein in a different way, or is it honestly not like that? Coming from someone that has no clue about these things. <laughs> Are you trying to say? Say something. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm curious. I mean, a lot of a lot of things I hear is about protein intake. Um, I mean, I mean, I do, informed opinion. I do take protein after workouts, but I mean, I never went to like a nutritionist or anything. Who's told me that I had an injury, so maybe that's uh, that's basically uh, that's just genetics. Yeah. <laughs> Sure. <laughs> yeah. We're gonna have a steak afterwards. Yeah. <laughs> All right, general general topics. Um, obviously, we level three, so about everyone can go to work except for the judge. So we're just uh, stuck. Um, what are your thoughts? I mean, uh, my initial thoughts were anger, um, but I guess on a on a more Blanket scale. I don't know if uh, it's the right decision because we're in a place where people can gather quite closely. So I'm keen to know what you guys think. Yeah, I think you've got to, we've got to just make sure that we're protecting the people that come into the gym. I mean, that's obviously the goal. But uh, you've got to just, like you said, the initial thought was anger and we really wanted to open, we really wanted to be the place that people come to. But what can you do? You have to get yourself in order. I think we're doing what we can at the moment. And when we do open, hopefully the floodgates open and we get lots of members back. I think, you know, in terms of this type of thing, it's always tricky because this transition, no matter when it happens, is going to be a tough uh, transition for all of us. You know, who's going to be keen to come rushing back into the gym to train on a regular basis? Mm -hmm. I'm sure there's going to be a few people that are going to be quite skeptical. You know, that maybe don't want to come out of their houses just yet, maybe want to wait for that initial rush to happen. So I think regardless, it's going to be a slow um, return to normality for us in any event. Um, I think what's more important is that we start to prepare ourselves for what sort of precautions we need to take if and when we do open within the next couple of weeks, because, you know, we, like Al says, we still need to protect our members and we still need to keep that um, as our number one priority. You know, we want the community back, but we can lose the community just as easily if we're not careful when we do come back. So I think um, it's nice for us to be eager, but we must be prepared. Yeah, I do agree with that. Um, you know, we, I thought about it in the week, is everyone wants to open, but you don't want to be the place that all of a sudden has 20 infections because you, you know, you are neglecting some of the precautions. The other thing is, I mean, what are the precautions that you can take? Can you ask someone to train with a mask on? Those type of things, we're not sure yet. I mean, this is high intensity training, you might pass out with a mask on, mm -hmm. but then on the other side, if you allow six people in a, in a 200 square meter facility at a time, you know, is that enough space? And I think all of these things are, are relatively new, but having said that, a lot of other industries are allowed to make those rules for themselves. Mm -hmm. You know, I mean, the travel industry, transport, flights can go to full capacity. There is no one and a half meter distancing there. So what are they doing? So it's, it's a bit of a catch 22, you know, someone's telling you, you can't open, but 
the, the logic is not always there. And from a member's perspective, John, what are your thoughts? When we do open, is it something that you are keen to get back into or are you going to be a bit tentative to come in here with a whole bunch of people? And you know, what, are, what are your thoughts? Yeah. <clears throat> I don't know if my view represents the yeah. majority view or anything like that. Um, I've been really enjoying the Zoom online classes, like having that consistency, you know, every evening or second evening during doing a class is fantastic. And personally, I wouldn't mind, you know, carrying on with that for another month uh, or two until um, the gym kind of starts opening up again. Um, I would definitely come back, um, you know, first day open, depending on how, you know, you're not going to have. 30 people in a class or whatever, yeah. like there will still be those kind of um, regulations put into place, like five people class or uh, maybe on the field more often or something like that. Um, yeah, I'm just uh, uh, regretting that I can't take my shirt off in the first few weeks and <laughs> working on this body real hard. <laughs> I don't know, it's going to be pretty cold if you're going to be open. I don't know if you're going to want to take your shirt off. Yeah. <laughs> But it, it, it seems to me that's the thing. I mean, you can open and you can just go 20 people per class and people will still come. But that's our responsibility as box owners and coaches across the country or across the world is you need to put the rules in place now. You, you sort of enforce them to a certain degree. I mean, like you said now, you want the members to feel as comfortable as we can possibly make them feel to come back if you want them to come back. Um, I have a feeling we will run both concurrently for at least three months. Mm. You know, you'll have a Zoom class once a day or twice a day, but you're also open. Because I do think there's people that, well, it's again, and I stressed this the other day, is it's not necessarily our health that is in jeopardy. I mean, we, the stats show that under 40 year olds, we're not very prone to be severely affected by this. I mean, there are the odd cases. But you don't want to go and give your parents or grandparents this virus without even knowing it. And you don't want to be the facility where this actually well, yeah, that's happened. And that's the, that's the difficult thing to, to grasp is, yes, we can be very irresponsible and high-five and shake hands, or you need to just carry on. Like, well, like another interesting thought on this on the subject is uh, we found out today that one of the relatively well-known gyms are in, is also closing down. Mm. They're, they're closing their doors and uh, just going online completely. Um, so it'll be interesting to see how that affects people. If those members now go and join another gym for the interaction or if they stay with their gym. Mm. Um, so all this stuff is going, it's a waiting game to see, to see what happens. I mean, if you, if we look at our general member base, a lot of those people that were very active in the beginning of the, the online um, services and things like that were very are very socially inclined. You would say that, um, so they wanted to keep interacting with those people, and they've slowly started to taper off and less classes and things like that because it's not as much of an interaction as it would be in a place yeah. like this. And it's, I'm interested to see in a, another gym or, or in, in our gym anyway to see what the difference is when people come back. If those people that are very social. I'm back, and if those people that are here for training more than the actual interaction stay on the online idea, it'll be quite cool to see. There, there, there is another side to this coin where obviously we don't want to live in fear, and we don't want to let that um, 
that is difficult because you know, we believe in what we do and if we can cover the precautions, the quicker we get back in realistically, the quicker we can get back to doing what we've done best. Um, but internationally, there's been mixed uh, feelings about this. If you look at some of the gyms in the States, um, obviously many gyms and here, people are petitioning to open because of income and because they want the gym to start operating as normal. Um, but what some of the guys have been saying is that because of the amount of time we've been in lockdown, people's routines have completely changed. Mm. Their schedules have changed. Um, they've restructured their work in such a way that they maybe don't have the same time availability as what they did before. Numerous people, including us, we've been speaking about how we've actually been working harder with longer hours during lockdown um, than we did previously, just because we don't have to travel anywhere. And just because your laptop and the internet is right in front of you, and it's easy for people to get hold of you. And like you said to me the other day, eight o'clock at night, you're sitting at home and you quickly glance past your laptop and someone sends you a message. The first thing you do is you get stuck into that work and try to finish it. And the next minute you look, it's nine o'clock at night and you're still working. And this will obviously change how people see coming into the gym as well. This is where it goes back to that point of doing the concurrent classes. You know, we were doing some online and some uh, live classes or classes that they come and travel for. We need to try and teach people how to get back into a, self and a, a safe and healthy routine. And I think that's going to be mission one for us. Also, I think that in, in terms of the open gym setup that we used to have, we had that open gym where it's open to come and train when they want to. Um, I, I believe that that is probably going to fill up a lot more, or um, we might actually need to replace that open gym with actual classes from now on. I mean, the majority of people that I've spoken to, at least private clients that I've spoken to, it, it's the, the companies they work for are going in the direction of skeleton staff in the office. They will need to go in maybe once or twice a week. So that's definitely going to influence when they train and when they don't train. I think most of those people then will probably come here in, during the day to avoid traffic, things like that. So I think that's also a, not a headache, but that's also something we're going to have to work on when we do reopen. But it comes down to motivation as well. I think one of the key things that we've been trying to focus on, and also your inputs on this, John, we've been doing our best um, to try and give people a reason to keep trade and give people some motivation, goals set for them, competitions, uh, different things ahead of them to try and keep them looking forward and keep them trade. Um, is that something that you felt through the, the lockdown? Is that something that uh, has come, you know, is the forefront for you or is it not really been an issue you, you had to train either way? I think I've happy to train either way because I'm, I mean I really enjoy CrossFit, I really enjoy being part of the spot. So that's why I train. It wasn't all the competitions and stuff like that. But for Sinead, for instance, when she was taking part in the competition and the points, and like that kept her really motivated to like go oh, and then she won. That's <laughs> quick. Um, um, yeah, I think like a lot of people are feeling a bit like not motivated because they don't have a set routine anymore. So they're not going to work uh, nine to five and come to gym afterwards. And that is not set. I mean, I'm staying up till two o'clock in the morning sometimes and waking up at ten because I don't, I don't have to be at the desk at eight o'clock in the morning. So. I think the routines are thrown out uh, a bit, and that's maybe why people are not being motivated to come to classes regularly. But um, 
But do you, do you maybe think that that's not that it's kind of the way it is because of the uncertainty, because of the fact that people, if people had been notified earlier on that they weren't going back to work, do you think by now they would have set, settled into a more structured routine? Or do you think it is just because they're working from home? You know, indefinitely, if people are working from their, their home office or whatever, they will have to get themselves to do routine. You can't continue that way forever. Well, I mean, I, I, I was sort of a guinea pig for this. I initially thought three weeks. So, so three, the first three weeks for me doing my regular job was sort of chaos because I didn't have anything, any type of routine. We used to drink every night. You wake up at eight. You know, you don't really know when you're starting. And then it sort of became more real reality sunk in that we're going to do this. We had a meeting and this is going to be the new normal for probably by choice for the next year or, or the end of the year. And then all of a sudden you need to say, well, I need to put something in place. I mean, I was training 15 minutes a night. I only, for some reason, I left it to half past six and then you need to finish before seven because then the little one needs to go and take a bath or whatever. Now I have to swap all around. But I think that hasn't occurred for everyone where you say, well, uh, my whole thing is shifted from eight to nine in the mornings is my training slot. Then you go to work. 9-ish or 9.30 to 5.30 and then sort of that's got to become my new normal. Um, I think the problem is a lot of a lot of companies haven't had that discussion with their employees to say well guys we are not going back to work soon or or you are going back to work level one which is September so get used to this um, and I think the problem with the training was the people that didn't train in the first three weeks because they thought they're going to take a three-week break and then they'll jump back in. It's very difficult to do nothing for three weeks and then yeah. get into this because this is CrossFit is a difficult thing to leave for a month and then jump into. And I can see that by the stats. The guys that were not active in the first three weeks have still not really jumped onto any other classes. So, yeah, I mean, I guess... It, it is because of the uncertainty, but I think people need to sort of, it's also now a case of needing to take ownership of the fact that this is going to be the new normal for the next three to four to six to 12 months until the vaccine is ready. Um, and you can decide to go at this, you know, with uh, your your glasses on, or you can go through it blind. Um, it's not going to yeah. change. I mean, you know, and it also goes down to why were you training in the first place? Why did you decide to seek out a facility to train in a CrossFit environment? Why is this something that you picked up on? And for a lot of people, it's that, uh, that balance in their life, right? It's the ability to do something physical because they've been front of the computer the whole day, they're sitting down in a chair the whole day and they're working. Now, for whatever reason, we've excused this, uh, this behavior of just being inactive the whole day because we've now got all this work to do. But productivity has got a lot to do with how efficient you can be during that. That's very true. And a huge part of that is being physically active. You know, all the studies will tell you about, you know, the chemicals that are going through your body. And we don't need to get into it technically, but it makes such a big difference in your work life if you just have that hour or hour and a half per day where you're up and you're active and you're getting re-energized, not only for your, your job, but for your home life. I find if I don't train on a day, my wife and I are at each other's throats because you've got this pent up frustration that you need to get rid of. That training is, that solves that problem for you. You know, so it's that mental health aspect as well. So 
you've got to try and look at that balance. You've got to try and look and see this never ever a time in your life where one thing must completely envelop your life, where one thing must completely take over what you're doing. And I think during this lockdown, because people have been so worried about losing income, this has taken over where people are just sitting, not nine to five anymore, eight to eight, eight to nine. And they're just working, 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 working. And eventually I think that it has to break, you know? And you have to find time to say, right, because I'm keeping my own schedule, not negotiable between X time and this time is my training time. I think that's that's the responsible thing as an individual to do. Well, as you mentioned there is the, the motivation to train. And I think this is, if you, if you go and you do a little bit of research in the gyms around the world and things like that, especially CrossFit gyms, um, this is one of the things that's really a big fear for gym owners internationally is the fact that CrossFit as a brand has built its, its actual brand on the community and on the vibe and the things that people, and, and that's the thing is that a lot of those people in their opinion have joined the gym for the social aspect and not necessarily to train and be fit and get healthy and that's a byproduct. Yeah. Do, you, do you know what I mean? Um, and I think that's something that's scaring a lot of gym owners because now they now have to rely on that secondary or that, what they envisioned in the beginning as a secondary thing, which was the training, which was the nutrition, which was the providing extra service. Um, their gym can't do the work for them. And I think this is a big thing that a lot of gyms are scared of. Um, so I think the way... It, we really have to focus on not necessarily the community because that's going to stay whether or not you you want it to. You know what I mean? Those people will come back if that's what they're here for. But it's more about those people uh, keeping them engaged so that they want to come back at the end. You know, if you can't provide them with community, how do you keep those people around? We're going to leave it there for for today. I think there's there's some great points there. So we have our ATG Winter Games um, kicking off in about an hour's time. It's Thursday today. First rivalry is uh, Chalky and Striker. Just keen to get some predictions out of the way. Well, you're both sitting right here, so we have to be very careful what we say. Striker should do away. I don't think you can throw it down. <laughs> but I think if it's anything to do with uh, the high-level gymnastics, my money's on you. If that's got anything to do with anything else, you know, I mean, for a guy that wears his wife's ski pants at 6 a.m., he's, he's pretty fit. No, I won't lie. John? I'm going to give it to anybody who takes his shirt off. They'll give it the extra 10%, and that's going to that's gonna win it. So, um, just bring it out there. I think this is one in the forwards. I think. I think. You know the word. I think it's trying to find the scrums, but it's all out the lights. No, no, no. Having written the workouts, if Striker doesn't win this workout, I'm very disappointed. Oh, my goodness. That was not really easy. Yeah, I know. I know it's not easy with Thanks, guys. I mean, uh, luckily, he's using a 30 kilogram dumbbell. And I'm only using a 15, so maybe that'll even it out. Thanks for listening. We're going to end this one off, as always, with Nick's legendary dad joke. Nick, take it away. Uh, you know, you guys are funny, but... Uh...
I got a confession to make. I'm a pretty funny guy myself. <laughs> All right, guys, the dad joke for today is an oldie but a goodie. I'm reading a horror book in Braille. Something bad's going to happen. I can feel it. <laughs> Thanks for listening to our Gym Owner Jams podcast. Keep an eye out for the next one coming soon.